Welcome back. 2019. New year, new me. New year, same me. <laughs> same podcast. You feeling upbeat about 2019? Um, on a personal one, yes. Like, just had a lot of bullshit, just personal bullshit. Nothing, nothing drastic, just lots of stressful boilers breaking down. And Although, having said that, the new house I've just bought has a faulty boiler. Two in a row. Two in a row. But it's it's easy, far more easily rectifiable than the previous situation. So let's just move forward, move on with our lives. Forget the boiler. Forget my fucking boiler. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling more positive about some things that I didn't know were annoying me. Uh, yeah, negative agreed. about other things. I guess landing firmly in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree the same. And we've uh, pretty much wrapped this EP up. Yeah, just sounding. B-A-N-G-E-R. Yeah, handing it in at the end of the week. Yep. And then... Lots of new gigs coming up, potential new Pendulum stuff. Yeah. Um, Which is definitely exciting. Well, I'm excited. Be working on that straight afterwards. Um, I'm actually going to get Kevin and Perry down um, and just get into a room and see what the fuck we... I mean, we've we've already got some stuff already, but we've We've got loads of stuff. We've got fucking... We'd quite like to... uh, just get into a room as well and see what we can come up with with the with the other two guys. And and we've never really worked like that before, so it it should be good. We don't exactly get Kevin down though; we get him across. Yeah, there was this whole plan in place uh, to try and sort of relaunch Pendulum uh, with a brand new track, um, sort of last year around the time of Reading Festival, you know. And for all sorts of different reasons, the plan kind of fell through. Um, wasn't really anyone's fault, but. You know, in retrospect, I'm kind of glad we didn't. It's hard to commit to bringing something back when it's new material. When we, you know, us getting up, I think us getting up and playing the existing songs that everyone knows and loves is one thing. But like, I guess it's not. It's it's not something we can cobble together sort of uh, yeah quickly. I think introducing new material live is always a shit idea. Oh, that's a shit. Yeah, because people in the crowd, all they want to hear is fucking watercolour and the tracks they know basically blood sugar and all that yeah and, and as close as we can get at the live sound to actual the actual records it's still what you're gonna so the first time we're gonna hear this brand new song is gonna be slightly not as good as it yeah. could, is gonna be on the- I've never been watching a band and thought oh, I wish they'd just play something new that I didn't know like, <laughs> exactly that, that'd be great what's that was it what's that I think it's in the Simpsons where he's like play 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 taking care of business now play classical gas play yeah. classical gas yeah. So, a lot in the news this week. Uh, Is that fucking Brexit, man? Kicking all our asses and depressing everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the details of it is, but I was just reading earlier that the American government has been shut down for 33 days. I don't know how that works, how they're not governing the fucking biggest, most powerful country in the world, and they haven't been doing for 33 days. Why'd they shut it down? Trump did. Yeah, but, but why did they? Be- something to do with a bill getting stuck. This is, I mean, obviously we're very, <laughs> coming can't, across very very uninformed. Can't they just turn it off and turn it on again? Exactly. Reboot the government. I'm sure that's someone's wanky slogan. Reboot the government, man. Yes. There's got to be a t-shirt somewhere. Probably some Colorado group of... <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. To be fair, we probably know them. Yeah, we probably do. <laughs> probably, probably our friends. But um, And then I just saw that they were saying the same thing about the British government. They need to shut it down because there's like a stalemate in there in Parliament about this fucking Brexit bollocks. 
it seems like no one in the government fucking believes in it, man. Just shut it down and do the fucking referendum again and then never ask the people anything ever again. Ever <laughs> again. As, as, as much as we want to, like, tinfoil hat the whole government system, it was invented to stop giving the power to fucking idiots like us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me the fucking power. Don't ask me what to do. You learn, go, to, go to college, go to university, learn how to know what to do, and then get elected and do it. Well, I mean, I, I didn't vote for Brexit, but I mean, don't ask Dave what to do. No. He, Dave doesn't know. Dave's an incredible plasterer, but he's not <laughs> the guy you ask what to do with the country's fucking economics and where it lies in, in, in international treaties. We sound so classist right now. Are we? I don't know. Speaking of classist. I don't know why that's speaking of classist, but um, it was a good time in Australia. I mean, I had a really good time. Oh, yeah. I forgot we even went. Uh, Australia for <laughs> New Year's ago. We played at Origin That was great um, It was good to play in the old home turf It always is good to play in the home turf And we went to uh, We went to Rotnest Rotnest Island We did And we went and saw a fucking koala And Which is unusual We don't really go on many outings Or excursions do No we? But we did And it was great We yeah, rode, was good. rode bicycles I hadn't ridden I hadn't ridden a bicycle Ridden Or rode Ridden Ridden's right is ridden right? Too many hours. Ridden? I don't know. Uh, I hadn't ridden slash rode a bicycle in fucking like 15, 20 even And look years. how you just fucking smashed it out of the park. You might as well have been part of the BMX bandits. Well, it's like, it's like riding a bike, isn't it? <laughs> riding a bike is like riding a bike, man. Yeah. I, I was surprised at that. I thought that saying was something that, you know, it was going to turn out just to be a saying, and actually, you didn't quite pick it up as fast as you thought. But it was... It's just like riding a bike. Fucking amazing. I was I was hooning round. The wind in your air. Yeah. But was, yeah, Perth was great. I don't know why I got onto the subject of Perth. Perth? Perth? You liked it a bit better this time, didn't you? Yeah. I guess I got to sort of, sort of absolve myself of too much... Um, well, I, didn't, I don't want to say because I'll probably be listening... But just too much family time. Family time's great. But I had Christmas in Mauritius and I had my mum and dad out there, so I got good hang time. So then when I was in Perth, I didn't have to do too much family stuff. And it was kind of like, just let's go to the fucking rotness. Let's go and see a koala. And I don't know what's depressing about Perth going back there, if, if it is family stuff. But I got a theory that it's like it reverts you back to your sort of un- uh, To your teenage or youthful years, yeah. When you went independent, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because- um, I don't know who it was. It's someone famous like T.S. Eliot that said that that everybody, is, I think he was referring to artists, but I think it applies to everybody, has a love-hate relationship with the place that they grew up in. Yeah. You have nostalgia there, but you also have, this is where I was trapped. Getting a bit deep now. <laughs> but this is where I was trapped and was so far. I remember doing a middle finger out the window as the plane took off <laughs> to come to England for the first time. Yeah. Although, although there was definitely moments when we couldn't even afford to eat that I was thinking, oh, we're going to have to go back, aren't we? No, yeah. no. I think, I think the idea that going back was such a failure. Such, such a, a failure. Like, and even though even our parents would have been like, oh, I'm so glad to have you home, there would have been that glint in their eyes that's just like, I knew you couldn't have fucking made it. Here's an interesting thing. I was watching uh, the new season of Comedians in Cars recently, and the, the first episode was, I think, Zach Galifianakis. Um and somehow the subject came up like every comedian starts off poor because you need that sort of lack of money to sort of drive to be funny, you funny, yeah, and to yeah, to, and to sort of force you to work on it. So do, do you reckon? And there was 
they were saying like, do you think we would have been successful if we if we were already had money and neither of them did? Like, do you reckon we would have? No, neither. no. If we if we didn't go through that period of basically nearly getting evicted every week and and not being able to afford to eat, although retrospectively I realised that's probably because we spent too much money on cigarettes, <laughs> but we we. Essentially homeless, but but not homeless. Like we we were we, we were povo, man. To coin an Aussie phrase, we were povo. But I think if we didn't go through that, what we wouldn't have tried to sort of invent something that was new. Yeah, uh, new as as in like taking a. It wasn't necessarily a new thing to take a drum and bass band live, but to do it the way we did was was new. Surprisingly ballsy. Now that I look back on it, fucking like what were we thinking? I don't know. Brave. Brave. We're brave soldiers, man. I think pro- probably the fact that drum and bass kind of turned us back on us a tiny bit, and and we did the same to it. That yeah. kind of helped spur the decision of like, well, fuck, it doesn't matter now. So that's just yeah. So I agree. I think that if if we'd been little rich, c u n t s, we can swear, rich cunts, cunts. If we'd been little rich cunts and stayed in and and especially stayed in Perth, I just don't think we would have been the men we are today. <laughs> Perth's a weird place, man. It feels like, you know, uh, in, oh, God, what is it, Interstellar? Mm. When they go onto the planet and the planet uh, and the planet's time moves sort of four times faster. <laughs> it, that feels like Perth. Perth is Interstellar. Like, it just feels like it sucks time away from you. And it's just so far from everything that just, I don't know, you don't get heard of until you come back out again. Heard from, sorry. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about it, other than Tame Impala, what has Perth produced in the arts world well, fucking pendulum, mate. Uh, yeah, it'll just and like, a, and a genius knife knife party, <laughs> absolute stroke of genius knife party. And to be fair, Tame Impala probably are uh, probably one went, of, they, but they probably went and lived in. A, they probably got signed to a, a good deal. I'm just going to assume. I heard, I heard he still lived in Perth. Yeah, but what I mean is like he would have done time in America or London to while writing and stuff like that. I don't think he's just living down at the Blue Duck. <laughs> having brunch and smashed avocado on toast and then just going back to Poon's head and writing a few little guitar jangles. I think he probably would have really gone through it. I think we'd find he'd be a good podcast guest. We could Perth off with him. We could. I was just about to say maybe we should play some music. Um, But now that I've said that, uh, we've actually been thinking a little bit about uh, making this a spoken word podcast only, Um, you know, except for our, our own music and, you know, the uh, segments and shit like that. I think that could be good. I mean, why don't we ask the people if they want it? Or maybe we could have like a version with the songs and without the songs. And just- I mean, the, the problem with it is it obviously limits where we can put it. Um, we can, uh, you know, we can stick it on Mixcloud or we can stick it on uh, the Apple podcast thing for now. Uh, but due to like copyright and shit, we can't actually... Uh, oh, of course, yeah, we can't yeah. host it on YouTube. We yeah. can't host it on a bunch of other platforms, uh, Instagram or Twitter and all that shit. If they sort of, or, or even Twitch, I think they have like auto detect algorithms. Of course, yeah, like the Shazam AI. So let let us know on the uh, Knifecast Twitter if you'd miss uh, the music or whether you just skip through it, like all my family members, <laughs> like and like me because I already heard it. Yeah, me too. Does anyone listen to the fucking music? Let us know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for now we are going to play it. This is Enamor Life Forms on Mousetrap.
Life Forms by Enamor. That's great. Sounds like early um, young Joel Mouse. Yeah. Reminds me of the. What was that song I loved of his? Clockwork. You know, the, the shepherd tone that was always going up and up and up and up? Yeah. Love that one. Um, we've got to dive into it because I really want to discuss it. I want to talk about that decrepit festival that, that's on Netflix and Hulu right now. This is going to turn into basically like Gareth and Rob review Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to review. I've been watching some. There, there has been a couple of good things lately. Do you know what I really hate? What? Star Trek Discovery. But, I mean, you're not a Star Trek fan. So is that on Netflix? Yeah. It, I think it goes out on CBS, like a CBS subscription, and the whole world kicked off because it's like you have to, just to watch that one show... You so have, it's not on Netflix. It's only on and now, the CBS thing. I think they do that. They do a run first on CBS for the, for the paying people, and then it goes onto Netflix. Right. But it's it's just not Star Trek, as far as I'm concerned. So I don't watch anything with, with Star in it. <laughs> you know, like not a sci-fi fan, really, are you? No. Anyway, um, news. They hit that news button. Or idiom conspiracy. Which one is it? Super important news. I think it's super important. It's not. It's super important old news, and it's also an idiom conspiracy. So now, now do that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, now give me the other one because I love them. Uh, getting bored of these. I love them. EDM conspiracies. Basically, so some people probably have no fucking idea what we're talking about. So, should you we? S- yeah. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Should we summarize it quickly for. We'll summarize it quickly. Uh, a serial con artist that had a company in New York decided to pair up with Ja Rule and make a festival in the Bahamas. It. Called uh, Fire Festival. Called That's Fire F- Festival. F Y R E. So, if you haven't heard about it, go and watch this documentary. It's. Bloody brilliant! And they basically they basically hired like a social media company who got in touch with like all the models. What was the Jenner that I don't know the difference between Kylie and starts them. with K. Yeah, one of the K Jenners, uh, Emily Ratajkowski, uh, and a whole bunch of the other sort of top fucking models top to models to to go to this uh, island in the Bahamas and and it turned out Pablo Escobar owned the island, but it's sort of a side note. And they filmed a. So without they didn't have a festival, they didn't have a lineup, they had nothing. They're like, we want to make a festival. So they went and spent millions of dollars on an advert, and obviously, like, the festival sold out in minutes. And then they're like, right, okay, now we need to make a festival. And yeah. and they they promised like luxury accommodation, luxury fucking food, get to hang out with fucking Instagram models, thick juicy fucking <laughs> thick, models, juicy ass models, <laughs> and it. Is an absolute sham, and the whole world. When it happened, the whole world, or the whole world that cares and was into the into EDM and stuff like that, was sort of, I guess, laughing at what they figured to be a whole lot of rich kids were swindled into something and just had their money stolen. And tickets cost like around sort of twenty five hundred to like fifty grand, didn't they? Yeah. So it was it was kind of seen from the get go as like a rich kids festival, and when when everything felt as shit. Um, well, th- th- that's the thing with the Hulu documentary. It drills a bit deeper, and it turns out the reason he they were they were so low on money is most of the tickets that were being bought were actually kind of your average ravers that we know and love, 
like the paying five hundred dollars for a ticket and just thought it was going to be like the experience of a lifetime to, to go and do this. Were any of them five hundred? Because I mean, think about it. You st- the majority of them were. You like, still need to pay for the fucking plane. Uh, you still need to sort of afford your plane ticket. And there, that, and that was the ridiculous thing: is this five hundred dollar ticket was your travel, your accommodation, and your food was all going to be covered. There's just no way anyone was going to make that work. Well, and they also like convinced people to put money on like on a, like a wrist on wristbands and just which was pretty much just purely a fundraising exercise to raise money because they r- ran out of fucking money to do this stuff and fuck i mean this it's just deep. and all, there's so many people got absolutely swindled like it's, running a festival has got to be pretty fucking hard as it is i mean you, you know as much as we uh, have a uh, shared love of the events <laughs> that surrounded lost lands um, we always heard about sort of excision putting on a festival and we were like, oh man, that's such a cool idea. You know, I wonder if fucking if that makes money and stuff. And we were just putting the, we're sort of putting the figures in Did, a spreadsheet. What was it? Notes. I said, okay, toilets. And then we yeah. started calculating the cost for renting toilets. And then we even like, we even like got a quote just out of, out of, out of pure <laughs> just interest. Porta potties. And just the, the money you spent on toilets was fucking ridiculous. Like the amount for like, I don't know, food and all that shit. It'd be through the roof. And and they have like small sort of little uh, calculations you can do for the number of people you've got, if there's alcohol involved, how many shits and pisses they're going to do, how many toilets you're going to need. And the money was just, just for toilets was just fucking astronomical. Like more than, I don't know, the major laser probably gets paid. I don't know. Like it, was, it, was, it, was, it was huge. And, and put on top of that, like all, security. all the money paid to act even. Yeah. Like, and, and the, the good acts are going to charge through the fucking nose and it's just going to like, it's going to... Get out of control pretty quickly if you're not careful. So this guy thought that he he sort of seemed to be like this kind of positivity sociopath Nazi, and like it, when there was people screaming in his face, being like, "This won't happen." He's just like, "You're just being negative. Any we we can make this. I'm a solutions guy. I'm going to make this work." I hate that fucking attitude. It's just because it's just a, it's devoid of reality. It's. It, it's all good being positive and being cup half full kind of people, but when you're staring down the barrel of <laughs> prison time. I once asked this guy uh, from a label that we worked with in the States, and I just said to him, like, why the fuck do people over here keep saying that things are going to happen? They promise the world. They go like, dude, I, I fucking love this tune, man. I'm going to get Jay-Z on it. I'm going to get fucking, I'm going to send this to Beyonce. It's going to be fucking huge. And then I'd never hear from you guys for like a fucking for like six months and then nothing happens and he's like well, i tell you what it is man over here we just hate uh we hate to seem negative right yeah. we hate to be the sort of bringer of negativity so everybody which is on the on the surface of it you think that's a pretty good outlook on life but it actually ends up being i think it's fucked i'd rather catastrophic. i'd rather the brutal reality of like to be honest this track's not that great go away do something else like that's great because then i can go away and do something better you know that exactly then I fucking know, and I can go away and change something. Um, I don't know, and yeah. I might, I might have a rant. <laughs> I might have a rant at the moon between, but at least, you know, shit gets out of the way quickly, uh, and you get to move forward. Yeah, exactly. So the whole, the whole positivity Nazi thing does my head in. Yeah, but this, the, this guy was like the epitome of that. And do you know what I was thinking about it earlier? Um, and. In this day and age, and and how this this whole thing was built around social media and the the emptiness that 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 kind of pervades, like it, it goes a bit deep, especially in the Hulu one. It goes a bit deep into how like this whole festival failing was the 
uh, was sort of the, the the real world analogy to what social media is, is because you have this whole all these people that have airbrushed pictures and like you can even pay money in Russia to get a, to do a one hour photo shoot in a private jet and upload that to your Instagram, even though you didn't fly in a private jet. Fuck, I saw that. Where did I see that? On the, in the documentary. Dude, that that shit's incredible. So it's a what is it again? It's like a it's a Russian company that has a private jet. On the tarmac. It doesn't take off, doesn't go anywhere. But you can pay money to go and look out the window, snap your fucking Instagram photo, and then just get off again. <laughs> yeah, you pay for an hour photo shoot. It's quite cheap. You're not even going anywhere. You're spending time out of your day to go on a plane, take a photo, and get the fuck off. But this is the thing. People are putting forward such a like a poisonous kind of image that's not real about their lives. And everyone's trying to do it. Everyone's, everyone's on brand. Everyone's got to be a brand and this kind of thing. I and, hate that, man. And what they were saying is this, this festival is kind of the real world, real world version of that because it was, it, the glossiness was so out there that they sold this thing out in minutes and there was just nothing behind it. In fact, not only that, it was the worst experience of some of these people's lives. See, I'm not on Instagram, so I don't get that side of things. But like, have you seen, there's another thing on Netflix. <laughs> Gaz and Rob's Netflix review. Uh, there was another thing on Netflix recently, not getting away from the subject, called like Insta Famous. And that the, one of the episodes of the guy, one of the guys, what is it? Fuck Gary or something. Fuck, Je- fuck Jerry. Fuck Jerry. Who cares? That fuck Jerry dude was the guy who was they paid to to do the social media campaign for this fucking empty festival. Some of these guys were like, well, one of the dudes. He just feeds deer. Yes. Yes. He me, just yeah. feeds fucking deer. That's all he does. He like gives a deer a fucking apple. He's holding a phone to get the perfect fucking shot. He he the deer eats the food and then he uploads it going, Everybody eats, dog. Like are, the, I, I'm out here with the deer grinding. It's like You're feeding a deer. You're feeding a fucking deer, dude. What is it about What is it about kids today? This could go into a millennial rant, but we're millennials, so we're not allowed to do that anymore. What is it about voyeurism, though? Because you, you have people that would much rather watch someone play a computer game than play the game themselves. I, get, I kind of get the computer game thing, though. Um, but the, but the, there's, a, there's a... It's kind of, no different than, kind of like, no different than sports. Like, why the fuck do people watch Okay, that's fair enough, because there's a competitive angle to it, whereas this dickhead's just feeding deer. Just feeding deer. And here's the thing. He's not funny number one he, <laughs> he's really serious about these because I, I get the whole thing like uh, why the fuck is this guy big oh he's he's very funny on instagram like okay i get that he's funny people like to see funny shit fair enough i or like he, he's not hot again if he was hot i'd understand that because at least there's like a visual thing so he's not a sex symbol no nah. like he doesn't do anything <laughs> whereas you could you could imagine yeah okay i get it you know what yeah. i mean there's no fucking re- reason for this and i guess that's been the case since people like paris hilton but at least she was kind of hot she invented that shit she invented the do you know what it is is like kids these days are fed this kind of diet of of it is possible to live a life earning money to doing doing nothing so the kardashian generation and the paris hilton generation stuff are kind of fed this i guess you could probably call it like it probably ties into the American dream, whereas you could attain a life of pure, what looks like pure bliss, and by, do, do by doing anything. nothing, just by being hot, or just by being yeah, famous, famous for no reason. See, to me, if you're hot, that is doing something. I mean, that's the reason fucking. <laughs> that's the reason models exist. That's the reason fucking like fashion mags and shit exist. Sure, you know, being hot that is a thing that people want to see. So it's fucking like supply and demand. It fucking, I can get that. But some of these fucking people, man. Like the guys who aren't hot, who are just like, yeah, you know, I woke up, I went and got a fucking uh, cheeseburger from, you know, from the from the pier, and then I came home again, and uh, 
my Instagram the fucking journey. It's like, why? Why did you? Who the fuck needs to see that? And then I got, yeah, I got fucking 100K <laughs> likes. By who? How? How? I don't fucking get it, man. Tweet us how. Tell us how this shit works because... I mean, we're, we're not dumb. We're pretty smart dudes and we can't figure it out. So you figure it out and tell us. I constantly underestimate how dumb this shit is though, just because I'm not on Instagram. And then I feel even older for not understanding these dumb cunts fucking success. But the thing is, if you, pull, if you, if you stopped a kid on the street and asked them, they'd probably not be able to tell you either why this stuff's popular and why it's interesting to, to them. You could catch a dude probably watching it. And chuckling, he's feeding deer. <laughs> he's feeding deer. Why not go on YouTube and watch literally anything else? <laughs> like, have you ever seen those YouTube scene, those YouTube videos? It's like six hours of ocean sounds. <laughs> Just go and watch one of them. Six hours of ocean sounds. Have you seen the one where it's like a dude sitting and smiling for nine hours? <laughs> wow. I'd rather watch that than the cunt for feeding a deer. <laughs> At least, at least something happens to this dude. Like some some guy even kind of breaks into his house and has, <laughs> and, and has a look in the door, and he's still sitting and smiling. And the dude just like backs out and fucking closes the door. Like at least something happens to him. But he's, people are probably watching in anticipation of him breaking, and he doesn't break. No, nah. it's just a sport. He's he's it's it's an amazing feat. He's it's just a feat of of staying power. There's something going on there. This yeah. guy's just feeding deer. I mean, you know, we all got to eat. Well, that's his fucking slogan. He's selling shirts saying everybody eats. <laughs> you should do everybody poops. You should do everybody poops. But yeah, Fire Festival documentary, watch it. It's it's very applicable to us because obviously it was, festivals are a big part of our life and possibly yours. Who were the artists that were booked? I think it was... It was so like Major Lazer were headlining. Major Lazer... No, no, Blink-182 were headlining, then Major Lazer. Disclosure were doing a DJ set. That's right. Uh, and uh, quite a few others. And... It's a weird lineup, isn't it? Yeah, and they even interview the the agents of these people, and some of them are like, "Oh, we didn't even really know that this was happening." Like, so none of the acts turned up. I mean, why blink one eight one eighty two? That's a that's, weird. That's a random headliner above Major Laser and Disclosure. Like, but that I think that's proof from the pudding there. If they can't even stack the lineup right, how are you going to trust them to get the porta potties right? But. It, it did make me feel really anxious because as I was watching it, I felt like if we'd been booked for it, we'd have been the only ones that actually made it to the island because no one had given us a heads up that it was all a sham. I feel like we definitely would have turned up. Yeah. We'd got, have been there. Hi, it's Knife Party. We're here. Oh, there's no... Yeah, we turned up punctual. Unlike, <laughs> yeah, we turned up unlike you. Unlike the others. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. There's nothing And we here. would have had to have chartered our own jet to get off the fucking island. Like, there, was like a, there was a storm the night before the festival as well, wasn't there? And they tried to blame that, but they didn't even have... Do you know the tents that they had for the people to stay in? Hurricane relief. With fucking ex-hurricane relief UNICEF fucking tents for re for refugees escaping like war-torn countries and shit. See, I feel like if, if I put on a festival, it would turn out exactly the same. That's why I don't put on a fucking festival. Yeah. <clears throat> that's not your skill set, and that's not my skill set. And that's not this dickhead Billy skill set. His skill set was conning people and being a criminal. Sometimes you have to be one step ahead by not doing something, <laughs> you know? Do you know what is kind of dark, though, and this is going to be really controversial to say this, um, but and, and I'm not defending the guy because he's a criminal and he belongs in jail and he really fucked a lot of people's lives up, especially, like, the, the locals of that island, yeah. like that woman that... There's a, there's a GoFundMe for that woman that lost all her savings having to pay the workers that she couldn't pay Yeah, if you wanted to do donate. Um, but um, so I'm not defending him whatsoever, but 
I do think it's kind of sad and dark that if he had pulled it off, being as criminal as he is, if he'd pulled it off, the documentary would have been about how revered he is, and I think he would have been. Don't you think? Well, or maybe. Do you I mean, disagree. It, well, it didn't seem like these people were going to get paid from the get go. To be honest, I mean, I mean, say the festival goes off without a hitch and it's fucking great, but these people still didn't get paid. Someone He's, would have been fucked somewhere. Yeah, and he'd still be liable for for that. Whether they could fucking, you know, get him successfully or not, I don't but, know. But but as much criminal shit that he was doing behind the scenes and conning people, what I'm saying is like, if he had somehow pulled that off with all the money that he'd conned out of people, whatever, and it had gone and it and it had just maybe just happened, just got over the finish line, Blink Blink One Eight Two turned up, they you know they did all the small things, you know, to an encore, and people were like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the luxury festival I thought it was, but. Major Lazer smashed it, and they kind of pulled it off. I feel like then he'd have been revered for his vision rather than ending up in jail. Don't you? Yeah, I guess. Do you, know what, do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It just seemed like one of those things that just snowballed, and it got closer and closer to the day, and they were fucking so unorganized, they just didn't know what they were doing. Uh, and it's not going to happen. Surely it's not going to fuck up. But it did. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things. It's that Millhouse meme. First it started falling over, then, then it, it fell, fell over. over. <laughs> yeah. It sure fucking did. So that, let that be a lesson to your kids. Don't put on a festival unless you're excision. And then at the very least, don't let people eat ass. Especially don't let them eat ass. At the rave. And don't put on a festival if you don't know how to put on a festival. Don't create a souffle. Don't cook a souffle if you don't know how to cook a souffle. I mean, after seeing, after seeing, after seeing that documentary, I kind of have a newfound respect for someone like excision that actually did pull off the fucking festival. Despite- I mean, obviously we know that. Um, well, we don't know, but I'm going to assume he had help from people that know how to put festivals on. Well, yeah, but I mean, that, that other guy had help too. As, at some point, you know, it's down these, to... They, they were all just, like, they were so inept. They were people that were, they were employees from his company that make an app. That And like, and none of these people knew. Like, if you think about sort of Adam Rustikoff, Rus, Rustikoff, sorry, I forgot your last name wrong, Adam, who did, who made Ultra, or even Pascal, who made EDC. These guys started the festival with, 500 people 10 years ago and have been building it to what it is today. They've like, they've learned to do it. They didn't just turn up on a fucking island with Ja Rule and decide that they're going to make a festival. Like, well, how, many, how many people was the festival for, for starters? 5,000. And the, the first island that, that they not, had. F- that's fuck all, isn't it? Yeah. What, what's, what do you reckon Ultra is? How many people? 80. 80,000. Yeah. In, in its, but that's 80 over three days. So whatever that math is that I'm not going to do right now. And EDC is probably slightly... EDC is like 100. Slightly bigger than that. Yeah. yeah. More more possibly. I mean, to fuck it up for just 5,000 people, that's pretty shabby, dude. But like people that the people that do EDC and the people that do Ultra, they're... Ultra's... Um, actually, no, they, I mean, they're, they're both, they both do it yearly, don't they? They do it annually. But they, for the minute that they, that they pack up... The, the the fucking stage in the Port at Ultra in Miami, they're already starting next year. Yeah. They're already starting to plan because it takes that long. Whereas this guy wanted to do it in like a month. What's amazing to me is that the, with the amount of money problems they had and the amount of surprises that they had coming through, like, oh, I didn't know you had to pay fucking money for this. The, the water. Yeah, or some shit. And it's like, dude, we have fucking budgets for for knife party shows, for shows where we fucking turn up with a, for the, with a fucking SD card and put it in and play some fucking tunes. We have budgets for that shit. Yeah. Well in advance of them actually happening. You know? Yeah. Um, our, our tour manager's staff and him and our tour manager advance these gigs m- 
sometimes up to six months in advance just to, and they're emailing back and forth just to make sure that, you know, that I get my Cristal champagne. <laughs> and everything gets scrutinized and it's like fucking, you know, it's yeah. uh, so for, to fuck up on that scale, it's just like, come on, man. No. Terrible, terrible person. Well, he's in jail now, so end of story. Well, good. Let's play more music. All right. I'm not even going to announce this tune. That's the, that's the vibe of today. by Mo Shop Maizu from the album Mo Mo. If you can tell us what language that is, we think it was Japanese, but it sounded almost... Italian. Italian in the beginning. Fuck no. I think that was Japanese. Please let us know. Should I Google it and end up paying? Okay, yeah, Google, Google it on the interweb. Uh, it's still a mystery. <laughs> no... Tell us what it is. Uh, well, there's anime on the front, so it's either social. Uh, it's either a neckbeard or a Japanese artist. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> yeah, a cultural appropriation or legit cultural uh, appropriation. Uh, yes, yeah, Japanese. Okay, good. 
or good, a neckbeard who learned Japanese. Good spot, us. Yeah. So yeah, um, played any good <laughs> games on the console? Because I'm just raring to talk about the ones I. Um, pretty much just Super Mario U on Nintendo Switch. So you were showing me that the other day, and I thought it looked very grand. How you can just sort of plug it in. Yeah, it's fucking amazing, man. That's it's sick. just the the fact that you can just plug it into the, the like uh, the dock thing into the TV and play on the TV, and then when you got to go somewhere else, like undock it, slide the things in, and keep playing. It, it does need more games, but like I don't know, I've been hooked on the new Super Mario. See, I've always found the Nintendo world a bit too fluffy for me and a bit too cutesy. But if they've got good things like like I was saying the other day, if it has Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, Assassin's Creed. Just you know, I need to I need to be able to shoot a gun because I can't do it in real life. I mean, the, there is Doom. I mean, there, there's I, shooting a gun right there. The new one, um, but that's about it as far as guns and bombs. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna have to be a princess or fucking stomp some toadstools. Okay. Or some shit. <laughs> right, if I have to. <laughs> well, it is it is addictive. The new Super Mario. It's really good. Right, I was skeptical, but it's amazing. We'll bring it to the studio and let me have a go. All right. When we're supposed to be working. I was going to today, actually. I forgot. Um, but, yeah, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I just, I, I feel like they're quite popular games, but they're not huge. They're a bit underrated, but I fucking love them. Assassin's Creed. Love them. Because <laughs> weirdly enough, even though they're fictional, <laughs> you learn something as well. Because they cover, like, historical periods. And even though it's fictional, like... So is this like a World War... No, 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 no. Something no, 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 like ancient history. All oh, right. That's a renaissance, like, in the renaissance. Oh, so, okay, so no no guns, no bombs. It's no, just... So, spears? like, yes. Yeah, so, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey is based in ancient Greece. And so, right. obviously, it's fi- it's got a huge fictional element, you know, because, like, at one point, you battle a fucking Cyclops, and we all know he didn't exist. <laughs> um, but it does cover, like, different historical periods... Yeah. So Assassin's Creed Black Flag was one of my favorites and that covered pirates pirates in the Caribbean and and just and like actual dudes that existed like Blackbeard and um the the guy that was a girl kid the guy that the, there was a famous pirate captain that was pretending to be a guy because girls weren't allowed to sail ships I guess or be pirates so she was just pretending to be a guy but she was like his kick-ass pirate but it was just turned out to be um, a chick. Maybe it was a guy with a tiny dick that he could pass off as a clit, pretending to be a dude. It could be true. And we don't know. There's not a lot of documented history about the old pirate times. But yeah, and the, and the different games... So there's one that's called Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and that covers, like, Victorian London, and there's... The, you, 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 I'd be in that. A game about that would be Fucking cool. great. You've got to check that one out. And, um, you know, you you come across, like... uh. Like there's, it has sections where it goes to the First World War, and you meet Churchill when he's like quite young, and and then there's in in the one Assassin's Creed Unity is about the whole French Revolutionary period, and you you fucking hang out with Napoleon and give him high fives and flick his little beard. He doesn't have a beard, does he? See, I've I've always classed Assassin's Creed in that sort of. Uh Along with games like Call of Duty and shit, in in the in no, the that's ba- totally different, is it? Yeah, it's it's for starters, it's not it's third person. So you're like you're a dude running around. Oh right. But um, and it's all fictional, but it cover it it covers like the the assassins is like a group of dudes that since the 
the dawn of time have been fighting against the Templars and the Templars are like, you know, the, the Freemasons and the Founding Fathers and all that kind of thing were like Templars and the, the Knights Templar were this vilified kind of organization that's secretly running the world. It's all bullshit because the Templars were just a bunch so it's, of... So it's got its own theme. Is it, is, is it quite fantasy based? No, no, no. It's, it's based in, it's based, it's fiction, but it's based in like actual historical facts. Right. So like in one of them, you're like, you meet Edison when he's inventing the light bulb and you're helping him. And Do you fight him? I think you have to kill him, yeah, because he turns out to be a Templar. Or maybe he's an assassin. I can't remember. Good. But it's fucking great. And the, the new one, Odyssey, is based on ancient Greece. But, yeah, definitely try Syndicate. That's a good one. Black Flag's fucking amazing. Just And the, so the graphics is just so immersive and really cool. And uh, I think I think you'd like it. Give it a go. I think you'd dig it. Is, is it quite open-worldsy? Or, or? So it's the most open-world game of, like, it's Far Cry level. In fact, I think... They're the same people. Ubisoft? Ubisoft, yeah. yeah. Same same guys. Oh, yeah, it is Ubisoft. Yeah. Huh. I'll try that because probably the only game like that that I actually enjoyed was, was Far Cry and Fallout. Yeah. Actually, I think I think how much I like the game is based on the, amount of the number of syllables in the name. Like fall, I, thought, I thought it was about how much mischief you can achieve by going <laughs> mischief you can achieve by going just completely off piece. There is that, but now now I actually think it's the syllables like fall out. I like that. Far cry. I like that for like Assassin's Creed. I'm gonna have to too many syllables for you. Well, just give it a go. I'll give it a go. Call of Duty. That's too four. many syllables. I think for me though, because I'm um history buff. I am now. Now that I played those games, because then like I'm. I'm watching, I'm like, and I know, I'm not watching, I'm playing it. And I'm, I'm like, well, I obviously know that the assassins didn't exist and this didn't happen. But then I go, then I find myself going and reading about this period of history and finding out what actually was going down. And, those, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. They didn't teach me that in school when I wasn't there even turning up to history. What, what's the latest one? The latest one's Odyssey. Right. Um, maybe swerve that. This looks quite piratey as well. Yeah. So That, you're, that might just be the screenshot. No, no, because you, you, you do have a boat, because you've got to get around the... Um... I think it's Vikings, isn't it? No, no, so the, the ancient Greece had them boats. All right. Yeah, they had these ty- Tyrenes, I think they're called. Tremarines, I can't pronounce. Tremampolines. Tremampolines, and they would fling about on these boats and fight the... So you know the movie 300? Yeah. King Leonidas fought off the Persians... Um. To in that movie, that actually happened. I mean, it's documented. Obviously, they didn't have those abs though. Abs, you know, the, they've all got those incredible abs. Oh yeah, and that and the incredible HDR. Yeah, but they didn't have that. Yeah. They just had normal abs. But they fought off the Persians of King Xerxes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna name a pet Xerxes. I love that name dropping the Xerxes. Xerxes. Hello, Xerxes. So good step. Good dubstep name for a. For a fuck went. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, try that, but go straight to Syndicate. Try Assassin's Creed Syndicate or Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh, you'll love it. I'm going to give that a go. Like every now and then I hear about a game like that, that I, that I do like the concept of, and I've always classed it as a guns and bombs game. I, I like the concept of that. Like as soon as, as soon as someone, like, as soon as I read about the actual concept of Far Cry, like you're basically just on a fucking... Island. Remote island. I was like, oh, fucking done. I've always had like a remote island fetish since I was a kid and read Robinson Crusoe what, too, and, too many times. Because you really loved um, Castaway as well, didn't you? 
Oh, dude, anything with a fucking remote island. It, it, even though I'd be fucked if I actually went on But one. tell me this. Does it make you want to put a festival on? No. No. Okay. <laughs> There's a documentary. I can't remember its name. Basically about a British kid who had, the, who had a similar sort of thing. Like he read Robinson Crusoe when he was little and got fucking enamored with the idea of being stranded. Um, <laughs> he stranded himself? Yeah, well, at him and his girlfriend, like, he took a girl out there and they both ended up getting, like, fucking... Scurvy. Scurvy, <laughs> scurvy dysentery, fucking malaria, and basically, like, nearly dying and basically coming back and be like, oh, fuck that shit. Fuck, what's the movie where the guy goes and just lives in the wilderness? Oh, uh... And he dies, and it's a true story. Oh, fuck. In the, in the wild... Uh, in the wild. To the wild, out to the wild. Wild. Something like that. In the... Yeah. Uh, in the wild. Google that shit. In the wild... Into the wild. Into the wild. That's so fucking dark. I found that film fucking incredible <laughs> and, and, and funny. Because <laughs> you're like, just where's the internet? I, I know it's supposed to like evoke fucking like feelings of like adventure and wonder, but it was just so amazing that this fucking twat who thought he could go out there and do this shit by himself ended up dying by eating the wrong fucking berry. And it's all said to this fucking score of who's that douche from Pearl Jam being like Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Vedder is, is Eddie Vedder the soundtrack to that yeah and oh it's fu- I was literary yeah. I was fucking laughing through the, through the whole thing it was very funny yeah I mean as long as you got enjoyment out of it that's probably not what the director intended but no <laughs> but I, as well I, I don't know I found it funny that the sort of people that that film would appeal to. Like, I had a friend in Perth, uh, a sketchy friend, uh, a friend who was involved. Did I know that sketchy friend? You did. I he, did know that sketchy he friend. He liked, uh, liked a bit of meth now and then. Um, like a lot of uh, Aussies do. Got got a bit involved with the meth, and uh, he was always on about... He once uh, <laughs> took too much acid and walked to Bunbury in his bare feet. Which, to you people that don't know, is... Probably a four-hour drive from Perth, <laughs> so that a walk. And he loved that fucking film, man. He was just like, "Oh man, if I could, you know, I'd love, love to actually do that for real." And it's like, "Yeah, of course you, you would, dude. You'd be fucking, but, you'd eat a berry in the first twenty minutes, let yeah. alone the fucking first four a months." Poison or berry. Yeah. Speaking of, I don't know how it just popped in my head, but movies, um. You watch you watch Bird Box. I showed you Bird Box when we were on the plane to Australia, didn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. Very good. Do you think it's a little bit overrated? Uh, no, I thought it was great. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of shitty films, and that was not one of them. Not one of them. I was uh, I pretty much uh, the only thing I found annoying was that <laughs> I could tell what the directors were going for. They they were trying to frame John Malkovich as the asshole, and that's the only character I liked. It's the only one that seems sane to me. Like, the whole time, it's basically the story of a group of fucking morons who let people in to the fucking house and, you know, and try and uh, do do good by letting like, the fucking pregnant woman in and the fucking guy who's scared into the house. And it turns out they let in one of the... Yeah, and then they let in the fucking... What was he? Uh, hey, so... Zombie I don't guy. know if this is right. And again, tweet us and correct me if I'm wrong, which I often am. But it was, I think, the if you saw the the monster, the monster gave made you kill yourself. But if you were already a psychopath, it it just made you want to make other people see the monsters. Yeah, and kill yourself because you had to have empathy. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I was along, along the right track there. But like at some point, while all this shit's happening and everyone's fucking dying around them and this group of people in, in the fucking house, they all drive to this to a supermarket. Impossible. Not happening. Well, they they cover up the they cover up like the windows of the car and they use GPS to try and get to the fucking supermarket. That's just GPS is not accurate enough. But go on. <laughs> I, I I had suspended disbelief, guys. I try, <laughs> but they all get out of the car, like with blindfolds, get into the supermarket, and at one point, like the John Malkovich's character is like, <laughs> "Let's just stay here." He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Where's the alcohol? Are? Fucking, where's the booze?" Yeah, that's me. He goes and he goes there and he gets loaded up. And then he goes like, attention, everybody over here. And they have a group meeting and he's just, we could just stay here. Yeah, We don't have to ever go back to the house. We could just live off this shit for a fucking year. And Sandra Bullock goes, you know why we're not doing that? We're not assholes. And it's like, (laughs) you dumb motherfucker. Where's the survival instinct? Which she suddenly gets later on, doesn't she? I I just think like it was was so great. Do you know what? It's the best movie that's... It's the best movie I've seen that blatantly thieved so many ideas from other movies. So it's what's the movie when you have to be quiet? Uh, something with uh, something with silence in the name. Uh, a silent, a quiet place. The sounds of silence. <laughs> a quiet place. That's yeah. it. It was a quiet, 20, 20, a quiet place. Except it wasn't sound. You couldn't make it. Was look. <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't apply any look to the situation. Yeah, no. No looks. Uh, so it was that. So they stole that idea. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later, they stole that idea. Um, and there's one other really crucial one that I can't think of at the moment. It's on the tip of my tongue. That they, it's just a blatant thieving castaway. Oh, uh, the the mist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all that shit combined. The, the whole the whole trying to like escape to the jungle where there's like a sanctuary of people that are surviving and being okay. Jumanji. That's twenty eight days later. Congo. You're just listing. You're just thinking of dystopian future films. Oh, I hate that word. Dystopian future. That's because every video treatment we ever had during Pendulum was we opened to a dystopian future. Next. Yeah, because they decided. A dystopian future. Next. They decided that futuristic sounding music should be matched by <laughs> dystopian futures. Dystopian future. Just give us a fucking dude on a BMX bike having a good time. <laughs> what yeah. else did? Um, I've just got vape juice in my eye, stinging. But, but like, for for as much as everyone thought John Malkovich's character was the asshole in that film, like, put yourself in that film for a second, all right? So there's fucking... Some people are killing themselves for God knows what fucking reason, all, and all no, you, you know... you shut the fucking door, all lock you know, it. All you know is that you can't look outside at all. you got to fucking keep everything out, right? And then after fucking, you know, everyone's killing themselves, everyone's on edge, and then you hear fucking a knock at the door... Go away. We'll do a little role play. Okay, so you're John Malkovich. I'm gonna be like knocking the door. I'm 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 pregnant and I'm sound like a man, but I'm not. And I I really need to come in because the monsters are everywhere. Don't give a shit. But but I'm not infected. I promise. And we have a duty to provide this baby to the future of humanity. I'll tell you what. Not only do I have no empathy, I'm going to kill anyone that makes a fucking sound. You say one word, I'm going to put a gun to the... Fine, I will go next door. I'm going to blow them. You've made your point, sir. I will will, uh, take my wares elsewhere. I'll take my baby and I will go. Yeah. But yeah, Bird Box, what a movie. Watch it if you like and don't if you don't want to. All right, 2019. Uh, Should we... Should we make a plan? What are we going to do? We're going to release new music. We've got the Knife Party EP. Yeah. 
But first we got this track, ADHD by Kirby and I love this. Hase Dimor. Don't know how to say the name. It's on the Hell Deep imprint. Here it is. Fucking belter. Yeah. That's definitely going in the set. Right, well, this, I think we've rambled on for quite a while now. We should probably, so should we do, should we do these fortnightly? Yeah. Let's do them fortnightly. Back to, back to the usual programming. Back to your previously scheduled programming. Of uh, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, Yeah. whichever day we choose because we're working hard on music at the moment, so. But yeah, should we? Not do a metal minute this this time. Yeah, that's fucked. It's well, 2019. It's metal dead. Metal is fucked. Well, I mean, it seems to be coming back in trap form. <laughs> that's true. Um, All the emo kids like trap. Now. Maybe that, maybe that's a good uh, sad trap topic for next week. Yeah, well, let's talk about next week. So yeah, this is the first podcast of the year. <sighs> See you next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.